You're listening to Wastoids. Night Flight has always been a rite of passage, a trip of entertainment discovery old and new, an eye-opening taste of counterculture smoked with timeless jewels of artistic buds. Now, we can finally get closer to that original cable TV experience we've all been missing with Night Flight Plus, an all-access membership to original episodes of Night Flight, as well as a library of hundreds of music documentaries, concert movies, sci-fi and horror cult films, public access rarities, and more weird stuff. Right now, Wastoids listeners can get $10 off an annual membership. That means access to Night Flight's library for only $29.99 a year. Head to www.nightflightplus.com backslash promo code and enter Wastoids in all caps. That's W-A-S-T-O-I-D-S in all caps. Enter promo code Wastoids at nightflightplus.com backslash promo code and get back in the days. Hey, welcome to episode two of The Special Podness with Pat Wilson, Adam Willard, and Carl Cook. I'm Jason P. Woodbury, and this is Wastoids. We are celebrating the first ever vinyl release of The Special Goodness's 2004 album Land, Air, Sea. It's available now at thespecialgoodness.com on high-quality, red-colored wax from Hello Records in partnership with Epitaph Records. It features remastered artwork, and it's limited to a 1,000 copies. Pat Wilson has often turned his attention to the special goodness when Weezer is in a period of downtime. But sometimes he has been focused on the special goodness even when Weezer was very active. In fact, in 1995, Weezer won the MTV Music Video Award for Best Alternative Video. The trophy was handed over by Dennis Rodman and Christopher Walken, a legendary duo if ever there was one. But Pat wasn't there. He was busy recording what would become the Special Goodness's first album, aka The Bunny Record, and he wasn't the only member of Weezer missing on stage. But we will let Pat and Carl explain. I think the rest of the band went to the Video Music Awards to to win for Buddy Holly. Hmm. That's right. And I didn't go. I just stayed in the studio. It was funny. There's a protest. Yeah, I'd like to say thank you to Spike Jones, um, David Gaffin, who made all the calls to the reluctant Happy Days cast, and um, it's very good to be in your country. We love you all, each and every one of you. Spike Jones is the greatest video director of all time. Yay! Let's hear it for Spike Jones! Let's hear it for Spike Jones! Of course, all our fans. Thank Do you, you remember that, Carl? <laughs> of course, yeah. You were not there to share in the glory, so we had to have substitutes on stage. Matt was, was getting heavy into his rentals persona of like, yeah, it was East it, German. That was like the most Weezer award acceptance at all ever, because <laughs> half the band wasn't the band, and Matt was in like Czechoslovakian mode, and Spike Jones was just kind of hanging out, smiling. <laughs> it was like, of course, this is how it's going to go down. Where's yeah. Rivers? Who knows? Where's Pat? Who knows? Complete 
shit show. Wait, wait. So, so help me, help me understand. Was was Rivers also not there? Yes, he was also not there because his leg was in the middle of his. He wasn't. Yeah, he just went back to Connecticut and like hunkered down with his big broken leg thing. Over the years, Pat has involved a lot of people in the special goodness, including members of Weezer, like bassist Scott Schreiner and the late bassist Mikey Welch. But the most consistent member of the SG besides Pat has been drummer Adam Willard. And now we turn our attention to untangling the story of how Adam and Pat became friends and collaborators. Hint, it involves a shared love of muscle cars. So as I recall... Um, how did Adam enter the Weezer picture that turned into the special goodness picture? And as I recall, we were on tour in, in the Europe in 1996. And we had this weird show in Spain, in Spain. and, uh, the other, Rocket ma- was playing. the other major band on the, on the, yeah, on the, on the bill was Rocket from the Crypt. And I remember if I'm not mistaken, it was in this venue that the, the backstage was like a dead end where, like you kept going down, downstairs, down, downstairs, and here's the stage, back behind the stage, down more stairs, here's the dressing room, and then it's a dead end. So if there's ever a fire, we're all gonna die. But that's just how the that's just how the venue worked. And, it's and down there was This is what we do. And, and Rocket And here was Rocket from the Crypt, and there was like 19 guys in the band, and Adam was one of them, and we were all hanging out back there. Pat, do you remember that? I do. It's the first time I saw Adam play. He had a really simple drum kit with a big kick drum. That's true. Even in Spain, I had a big and kick they, drum. they all looked really dapper. I think they were all wearing identical shirts with ties. Even even off stage, we were like, everybody got to dress the same. Laundry day was Fun. really weird. <laughs> uh, no, that was the first. That was definitely the first time we'd like come in contact with you guys and. Um, you gave us as a group one copy of the yet unreleased Pinkerton. Oh right, on cassette, and we made you fight for it. Well, I mean, we all had the one cassette player in the really gross vehicle that we were traveling in, so it was like that's all we listened to for the rest of that whole European tour. Um, wow, and fast, fast, devoted fans from that. I mean, also you guys, I guess you were pretty nice. So I guess that helped. You know, what's crazy about that is that era with cassettes and touring, like even, uh, in the special goodness, we, we had a cassette player or did we have a cassette player in the van? We, we, we would, it was sort of like before the era of skipping songs on your phone every 30 seconds, like, Oh yeah. It, it was like, no, just throw this in and we'll listen to it. And it was I cool. like that. I like that in your mind it's like cassettes and then skipping phone songs. <laughs> like there was yeah. no in between. Like you totally miss, you missed dats altogether, man. I missed the C D <laughs> too, evidently. I remember we would listen to that uh Mikey and I would constantly want to listen to the first Queens of the Stone Age album. That was that was heavy. Anyways that Cassette players, you could buy the, the adapter that you put the cassette, weird cassette thing in there, and there's a cord hanging out that went to the CD player. Yeah. That was, that yeah. was, that was sweet. It was clutch. And like the, the, now, head, Adam, the heads would like just connect with your yeah. cassette. <laughs> it was some shit. Yeah. It did not sound it's pretty cool, weird, really. Weird tech. Now, now, Adam, I don't remember 
in the year 2000, you, 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 you said it came wrong. on board. You said it wrong, Carl. In, in the year 2000? In the year 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Why nice. do I know that? <laughs> oh, right, right. I Thank you. Thank you. That's right. Anyway, where were we? At, well, at sometime in that year, uh, the Weezer machine kind of came back on we came back to life and we were going on these van tours and doing the warp tour and stuff somewhere in there, you came on board and I believe you were out of rocket at that point and, and looking for, you know, something new to do. And so this, but I don't know who, how did you, I don't remember how he was playing. He uh, at Cole. He was was rehearsing with that band with like the dude named rail. Yes. Wow, you remember a lot about that. All I remember is you pulling into the parking lot in your kick-ass Chevelle. And I was like, (laughs) I'm the muscle car guy at this practice place. Who is this dude? And I was like, oh, shit, it's Pat Wilson. (laughs) And then we sat around and went, hey. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, and then and then Tom Morello would show up once in a while with like his demon dart, yeah, with the two hood Ooh. scoops. Too cool for school. Really. Different, different thing. Yeah, we no, were, it's not right. We were totally, too late. Totally it's Chevy. Late. Chevy. It's a Chevy world. Let's be honest. It's a Chevy world. And we would both have like our spots that we wanted to park in back in that corner because it was like <sighs> less less dangerous for door dings cool. or whatever. I wonder if J.J. Blair keep... is still... He doesn't still do that, does he? Cole rehearsal no is not a thing. I don't no think idea. so. That place... I mean, the, the parking lot alone is probably worth a gazillion yeah. dollars for where yeah. it's at. Yeah. But that's, sure. if that's, yeah. Not, if that's like... We just if started... that's not like an eight-story condo building, I'd be surprised. But that's neither here nor there. So you came on board, and you were with, with our kind of gang for quite a while both you know doing like stage stuff for pat and like just all kinds of well, yeah we recorded it we recorded a coal with a green album stuff you were there the whole time but like and, going but, into that like pat you know pat gave me the 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 one cd that had like i think it had three songs on it and one was life goes by oh yeah it was like instantly i was like this is rad and like I don't know if you asked me if I wanted to play or if you were just kind of like sharing it with me. Like, oh, this is the thing I do. And I was like so into it. And I, I don't know if I like talked my way into your practice space to jam with you or like what happened. But <laughs> I was definitely like, <laughs> I want to play the drums on this. No, Yeah, I wanted to play. I definitely wanted to play. And after we did do that for a bit, it was kind of like, hey, um, we got to stop practicing weezer's gonna go on tour and i was like well let's not stop like let's just just take me with you and we'll practice at soundcheck <laughs> we'll finish finish making up the songs or whatever for this record and record when we get back little did i know weezer was going to tour for like two years straight and go right into recording like the green record in that and the whole thing what yeah like when did when did you I can't, I can't, that, that period was such a, it's such a blur for me. I can't, I remember rehearsing at SIR a lot. Like I'm on keyboards, you're playing drums. Later, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's a little bit later. Yeah, those first bit. tours though were like, it was uh, like, was Ozma around a bunch? And, yeah. Um, I forget oh, who I else, am. but 
but we would tour and it was like the get up kids yeah were around were you did you tech for me yes i was your tech and then i would play like (laughs) percussion percussion on the side like (laughs) i'd be doing maracas do you remember that we did saturday night live and i was so excited because i was gonna finally be on saturday night live and then will ferrell came out and he goes you know what i want to do my more cowbell skit and you guys were like fuck yeah will will ferrell's in our in our fucking song but i'm all but i've got my maracas and they're like give me those (laughs) And they took them and they emptied them out and they handed them to Will and they said, you find new maracas and play them for real on the side. I was like, God damn it. So I'm like in the wings. Yes, I remember. Yeah, that was a bummer because it was like, that was, that was like, yes, this is a good comedy idea, but no, it's screwing over Adam. This is not right. But when, when, (laughs) before that we did the Conan O'Brien show and I did play maracas and I was like, oh yeah, right next to Rivers in the front. So ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> What's shaking? Me. That's what. We'll be right back to the special podness after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, this is Jason from Wastoids. Have you ever gone to the record store and picked up a record and got it home, put it on your turntable, only to find that it's all hissy and it's got pops and there's smudges all over it? It's a real drag. That's the thing about vinyl, it sounds its best when you're working with a clean record. And that is why I dig Groove Washer. Their products are designed and made in Kansas City, Missouri, right here in the U.S., by people who are as passionate about music and vinyl as you are. Groove Washer offers everything you need to ensure your records sound their best, with cleaning fluids for every available cleaning method, be it manual, vacuum, or ultrasonic if you want to go real in on it. We've got a special deal for Wastoids listeners, too. Head over to www.groovewasher.com and enter the discount code WASTOIDS10 to get 10% off your record cleaning supplies. That's WASTOIDS10 in all caps. Enter that at checkout at groovewasher.com and get 10% off everything you need to keep your vinyl clean and pristine. Thanks, Groovewasher. And we're back. When we left off, Pat, Adam, and Carl were discussing SNL and late night appearances. And now we're going to focus on another one of those. Only this one from 2001 wasn't planned. To set the scene, Weezer was busy working on the Green Album. And Pat was holed up at the Oakwood. Here are the guys to explain what went down and how Jay Leno and Elvis were involved. And the funny thing about the Oakwood is... It's a part, it's a series of apartments for people that don't know where they put where actors will stay for months at a time when they're filming or doing work in LA, but musicians get, were put, would be put up there too. And that's where Pat was put to, because he still lived in Portland at the time. Put him there. And for some reason, this is like a popular place for Jay Leno to come do his uh, jaywalking thing. Like he would just go bother people in their apartment. Yeah, it was right right down the street from their studio. So they would just pop down the street and start knocking on random doors in the Oakwood. (laughs) And And I'll never forget it. Like nine times out of 10, when you knock on a door in the Oakwood, you're getting somebody who is vaguely connected to TV or movies anyway. So they're not going to be too shocked to see Jay Leno at your door, maybe. And But I think, Pat, you were probably pretty surprised to see Jay Leno at your door that night. I'm literally <laughs> drinking a king can of like some kind of ale 
<laughs> watching TV <laughs> with my wife and <laughs> I'm like, all right, what's this? I, I look through the keyhole and it's fucking Jay Leno's chin. And you know, it's like the, the lens is like, <laughs> and, and, and it's it somebody so, dressed as Jay Leno. Even, you know, yesterday was Elvis's birthday. Okay. And, and we're going door to door to see if people know any Elvis tunes, know anything about Elvis. Maybe something you'd like to say. Um, Elvis was a fine entertainer. Fine, a fine entertainer. That's very good. Can we come in? Absolutely. Oh, I'll oh, show you play guitar. Oh, I think we were almost on your show. You were? Yeah. I'm in a band called Weezer. Weezer. This is this is Weezer, of course. I was like, what? What is this? I opened the door. He's like, oh, he's got like 18 people behind him with like a camera crew and shit. And like he only gets about six or seven steps in, and and he takes a look around. And he's like, "Yeah, I love what you've done with the place." Like, it's, it was a mess. It was like, it was like total disaster. And I said, "Yeah, I think we were gonna." My, my band was actually supposed to be on your show. It didn't. It didn't fall th- or it fell through. And then like minions behind him, like some a couple young young ladies were like. <laughs> Like, oh, and they figured it out, and, uh... Love me tender, love me sweet, tender. Want a coach? I'd love a coach. If I could, let's, can we get an Elvis coach? Wise men say, only fools rush in, but I... hilariously amazing PR for the for the for the impending release of Green Album too. <laughs> it's like it's like oh and guess what? Here's a Weezer part on the Jay Leno Tonight Show. Yeah, or whatever. It was so it, they, yeah, we got so much mileage out of that. And at the time, I, I remember saying that uh, on cross country flights, they would always have a section. Remember when, when everybody had to look up at the one uh, monitor. Uh, there would be like, oh, here's some weird shit from Jay Leno. And <laughs> that was always on there. I must have had 10 or 15 people come up to me and be like, dude, I saw you on the flight. I'm like, what? It's happening. What is even happening right now? But what did you do? I forget, like, what happened. Like, he knocked on the door, but he had so to I do had, something. Yeah. I had a guitar and an amp in there. He had an Elvis impersonator <laughs> with, with him. him. <laughs> and an extra suit and and so somehow i got into the suit and everything and i played a few chords and i as it was it love me tender or some shit yeah and yeah. because like okay blah, blah, blah. and like <laughs> it, yeah, was, he had to it was how to really do it, it was a success strangely so i don't know man. yeah weird weird weird
That's going to bring this episode of The Special Podness to a close. Head over to thespecialgoodness.com to get your vinyl edition of Land, Air, Sea. But hurry, the record is limited to only 1,000 copies. We've also got a boss new Special Goodness shirt up for pre-order, so check it out. If you want to find more from Wastoids, you can check us out at wastoids.com. Audio and video from Hello Merch. We'll be back next week with more, and we're hitting the road with the special goodness, focusing on the duo's time spent touring and their shared love of vintage automobiles. The Special Podness is a Wastoids production. I'm Jason Woodbury. Our executive producer is Sam Means, who also does visual design for the show, and there's additional production help from Gems and George Santa Cruz here at Wastoids. All right, be sure to hit the follow button so you don't miss anything. We'll be back next week with more from the special goodness. Thanks for checking out the show. <laughs>